Welcome to Ma's Garage. I'm Kev. I'm Crick. And I'm Smokey. And on today's episode, we're talking about pursuing your passions and the grind that follows. And joining us on this episode is Zach Atwood, formerly Atwood, and now known as Within the Void. So grab a log and join us by the fire. Why within the void? What is it? I was like, what do you mean? It sounds awesome. She's like, but why? And, I, and then Lazarus is like, this is why I told you to be prepared. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so then it was his turn with all the information he came up with. And it was, you know, that's where I go. That's where, because uh, people experience schizophrenia different. There's, um, there are quick hallucinations that happen in the corner of your eyes, um, which you get when you're too, I, normal people get it when they're too tired. Mm, um, yeah, I've heard other people say that little, the shadow people, when you take too much Benadryl, uh, <laughs> like I, that's what they're talking about. Those quick little flashes in your shot. There's a medicine for that, but I don't want to take it because I don't think they have enough information on it. And then, uh, other people experience their mind's eye just a little differently. Um, for me, it is a dual feed. So as I'm looking at everything, my mind's eye is also running, creating a different narrative at all times. It's not like in sync on one. Um, and then when I space out, it's because I was, something was happening on my other feed and it was really interesting. And I'm trying to look closer at it for a detail, but someone's fucking talking to me at the same time, but I really need to know the detail because I'm talking to myself through visual stimulation. You know what I mean? So that's okay. what happened. Huh? That's what happens when I do that. They that's shouldn't be to... so boring. Oh, no, but that's right? not fair because it probably matters what they were talking about. You know what I mean? But like, there is like an epic battle in this weird, like mystical item that I need to know about that I'm thinking about. You know what I mean? I really wanted to they're see that. Tiny little they're detail. telling you about their grandmother passing away. And yes, then you're, and and then you're like, just like, yeah, let's just go play this video game real quick. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but it's, yeah. So there's, um, there's things I can do to combat that. Um, I drive a stick shift car that helps. Cause I don't want to like space out. I had an automatic car one time and I crashed it because the dual vision thing happened and I was looking at it, which is why they don't want schizophrenic people to drive. Yeah. So stick shift solves Jeez. that because okay. I have to do the clutch and the, the shifting and keeps the you focused. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotta keep focus. Um, also I, people think I'm not paying attention to them, but if I have my phone out and I'm scrolling through it, it's sucking up my attention span for the second feed. So it's actually allowing me to pay attention to them. Really weird thing. No one understands. Interesting. Ever. You just get mad, but it's like, I'm, there I are all the things. I have some of my friends that are the same way. They pull their phone out and but, but that's when you can talk to them when they have when you think they're on their phone, but they're literally listening to you as they're watching their phone. Yeah, they're probably just scrolling. I, I think that could also be an ADHD thing too, because schizophrenia and ADHD do get um diagnosed together, but sometimes it's because it's misdiagnosed. But same thing, autism and ADHD also get um done right. together. So I don't know how that works. And that's where uh, I, I think I have it with ADHD because I have a similar thing where I do better if I'm working on something if I distract half my mind. Like if yeah, I can take, if, right. if I can focus music, a TV show, something where this part of my brain's focusing. Yeah, so this other part of me can just zone in, not get yeah. distracted, which seems counterintuitive. Like it doesn't seem, you know. Yeah. But yeah, so that's how I came up with uh, Within the Void. Um I was explaining to her, you know, that's, that's where I go. That's where I draw inspiration from. That's where I'm telling myself all these stories is the void. So then I, I, I did the rebrand. Uh, we got it done. Um, I was really happy with it. We hired 
because I had this, this lettering that I had in my head that I really wanted. Um, and I went, I looked at all my favorite metal band influences and like how they did their letters. And then I created my own. And then I hired a guy on Fiverr. Anybody who's getting art disclaimer, Fiverr is incredible. You should always go through Fiverr. You can get really awesome, cheap work done. Uh, sometimes it's expensive, but you can find really good artists there. Um, I, uh, we paid some guy, man, I think it was like 80 bucks to have him hand draw it. So he hand drew within the void because first we paid a guy, uh, I ended up returning the service cause he was an asshole. I asked him if it was hand drawn and he lied to me and told me it would be hand drawn and he used type fonts, but mm. I don't want to use type fonts with my art because that is my logo. That's going to be on everything. And everyone uses type fonts and there's only so many. So right. the chances of me doing that in a unique way where no one else is going to be able to do it like that, you know? So we got a hand-drawn guy, did a fantastic job. It looks incredible. Um, but I was worried that within the void was too long to fit on the screen and have visuals behind it. So I got a secondary logo done where it's a monogram where it has the WTV all put into itself. Um, like it's one symbol um, and it looks sick. And I had that hand-drawn too. Um, and then I got them both vectored. So like down to like the smallest little size, it's full of color. It's not like, there's no like gaps for pixels. Nice. Um, it makes it stand out so hard. Um, but this is all stuff that like Xavier ghost data instilled in my head all the time was if you don't take the extra steps to do something original, no one's done, you will blend in. And he's like, if I know you, you don't care about being big. You care about being your own thing. And that's the truth. I, Dude, I know that sometimes me being unique is actually holding me back uh, numbers wise, but I don't care because it's like, I like my thing. I don't want to do what they did. They already did that. Then go listen to them, you know? Right. Just right. uh, enough copycats. Yeah. Well, she wouldn't be enjoying it if it's not what you want to be doing. Well, like I said, right. nothing's really original, but the fact that I can take all of my specific influences from my unique life experience that allowed me to meet those and then put that through my unique sponge-like perspective and then shoot out something different there is a uniqueness to that no matter if people want to believe that or not there is for everyone it's just a choice um but yeah so that was i came up with the within the void thing um i had already started my storyline when i was at wood and i just switched it when i switched to within the void because i had a storyline for lazarus um he was like this cool ninja character that i had made um and then um was, he, that was he actually a ninja yeah, I made him a ninja. I actually nice. based him. I based him off of Zed, the character from League of Legends, um, and also the Zed from Power Rangers when we were kids. Mm -hmm. huh. uh, I and then the artist that I was he was foreign, so he didn't really understand that I wanted to use it loosely as an influence, and he kind of took it a little bit too much. It looked too much like Zed to me, um, and like the guy from um, Disturbed, that little black and red guy they had. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but what I ended up doing, I released the first track for Within the Void because I'm releasing my first album soon. Um, and it's the album's Delusions of Grandeur. Um, I released the first track. It was called Omen. Um, and that was like, at the time, I didn't have a very good relationship with Lazarus um, because he would get mad at me for consciously not making steps to better myself. Um, because uh, later I found out, this is a thing with schizophrenia that, that doctors, I don't even think, no yet but you can i figured it out personally from reverse engineering myself lazarus is my subconscious 
Um, and I am the conscious mind. And that's why that argument happens and we have to go back and forth. And I think everybody has a difference between what they feel subconsciously and consciously. Mine is just narrated. And now I have other friends that are schizophrenic and they're like, I didn't know that's how that works. That is totally what that is. What the fuck? Yeah. I mean, they have a name for theirs and everything. And it's like, it gets lumped in with imaginary friend because that's what neurotypical people have is that imaginary friend. But I wonder if that's a thing that everyone has and then they get bullied out of having. Um, But yeah, so it's, uh, yeah, Lazarus was like a ninja and I wanted him to be like a king. Um, like a, like a warlord, you know, kind of thing. Okay. And he exists inside the void, um, which is the place that I go. Um, but then the story got better because, uh, got really inspired because Xavier wasn't going to live with us anymore. We had already, we had already done an apartment together. Oh yeah. It was before we had done the separation thing. And I wrote this track called Rose of Jericho. Um, and that is the best track I've ever written. I think, um, that's subjective, but, uh, it's the one that gets the most plays. Um, it's the one that's carrying me right now. Um, I think that's the one that Kev posted in our with the tree on it. I I posted delusions of grandeur because that was the new one recently. That one's new. Okay, okay, okay. Um, yeah, I thought our friendship was over. Every time I lived with people and then didn't live with them anymore, I wasn't friends with them after. So it was like, you know, I just assumed that's what was about to happen. And I was sad because I thought that our friendship was immortal, what me, Giselle, and Xavier had. And um I wrote this track, Rose of Jericho, and it just went the fuck off. And um, we set it up, and uh, storyline-wise, how I linked that together is that uh, it wasn't enough for Lazarus to just conquer things. Uh, he wanted to live forever. Um, so I had heard of this thing called the Rose of Jericho, which is, it's like this weird plant that grows in Egypt by the water, and it can die. Like, it can fully die. But if you put water on it at any time, it will come back to life and start growing again. And that's what, that's what Gisela and Xavier did for me, man. Like I was on a bunch of drugs, lonely, schizophrenic, undiagnosed. I didn't have anybody here cause I left, you know, everyone I knew to come down here. Um, and they just kind of, I, I was dying on the inside, you know? And like, they, they really like gave me everything I needed to get better. Um, and I feel like that's, I was the Rose of Jericho, you know? Um, but in the storyline, the Rose of Jericho is this big mythical like flower. I did it like a rose. Okay. Um, and it's inside a tree. Um, and Lazarus finds it, beats all the people there, or kills them all so he can, the protectors, so he can take the Rose of Jericho. Because he, he's not a good guy. He's, he's subconscious. Because he's my subconscious, I perceive him as evil sometimes. But he's not actually evil. It's actually how I feel first reaction before my conscious, which has been developed by my parents who wanted me to be a good person, tells me that that's not a good thing. So, and that's me, right? So hmm. it's like, that's why that perception happens. So I kind of write him as, he's not a bad guy, but he's definitely like a Deadpool. Man, right? it's like okay. he's, he's, doing he's driven he by his needs, kind of. Driven thing. by his needs, yes. Yeah. Which is exactly how I am. Um, subconsciously, anyway. Uh, it isn't until it comes to my conscious mind that I start thinking about others. Um but uh yeah so he takes the rose of jericho and it makes him live forever um but his body dies and he just lives as a spirit and he can't fucking do anything so he's frustrated because he thought immortality was like he thought he achieved the vegeta thing right like he was like i did it i got the rose of jericho i'm infinite but his body dies um and that's where it's 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 interesting because that ties into delusions of grandeur which was the next single which was the one he put in um 
and that was his delusion of grandeur is that immortality would be the answer to his happiness because he wanted this eternal conquest because he's a conqueror doing his art is what makes him feel good. He wants to do it forever. Um, so then delusions of grandeur, the artwork, if you look at it, it's, uh, it's, it's his body. He's dead. He has the crown on his head. He's it's like inside this huge cathedral thing, castle he's got going on. Um, and that was his delusion of grandeur. Like I said, and just like mine is, it's like, it's like this weird self-importance that isn't actually there. You know what I mean? I'm just creating that. And it, it helped a lot. I also had the delusion of grandeur that other people liking me mattered. Um, and it doesn't, um, because if you like you, that's what matters because 100%. everybody has, you know what I mean? Like, Right. I made a post about it today. I was like, people liked me a lot more when I lied because I would lie for convenience of myself, not wanting to piss them off and no shit. You're going to like the person who has no fucking opinion on anything because they don't want to be confrontational. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. But then you never find out who you're supposed to be around because exactly. Uh, Cause you're not broadcasting you. Yeah. Absolutely. Life is quite literally a self-organizing system. And all those moments you have, you're like, I don't like that person. That is it moving you away from one, them. Zero, and towards the other one, people. Zero. It's all it is, man. And it's like, yes, it's decorated, but like there is, there is a deeper thing going on with everything. You know, everything oh, does happen for a reason. It's, I always thought about it as like a God heavenly thing, but it is actually a computer thing that we redesign all the time because life and plants are like yeah. trees. Me and Ken were talking about this, like how a tree finds its way. It goes, Oh, it's dark over here. There's light over here go towards the light it'll dark move. light dark yeah, light dark move. light That's a physics thing. all it needs is yeah this is a yes and the nose yeah so it's yeah that was a big part where are we at now within the void that's how i did the thing this is a current storyline oh yeah i was doing all that and like not playing shows um and it was weird for me because i played shows all the time but i'm just so into the art now like the creation process shows are fun it allows me to build my fan base a little bit more with people who might have not found it on their own. Um, but that that thing about controlling the crowd anymore, it feels douchey to me now. It, uh, more about I, making something from scratch, right? Creating yeah, something. And getting to hear it on the loud thing and seeing how well it does. Not how much they like it, because I'll get lost in that feeling. You will get right. so lost in worrying about what the consumer wants. Um, that is a business thing. It's catering. Catering. Fuck them. They don't even know what good taste is. They listen to rhythm. That's why they're at that venue because why they want to, they want to hear what makes them happy. Yeah. And it's like, they don't, uh, people come in and they have no taste at the beginning. Later they get taste. And then they wear all black and they stand in the back of the room and they listen to techno. I hate that actually. But like, yeah, you you find your sound later because at first you're just listening to whatever was there. You're going there to party, right? Right. That's usually what that's what I was going for. You know what I mean? It wasn't until I was like, oh, they have like local DJs. People can just go up there and they're like, well, you got to get in. You got to know the guy, bro. And it's so funny because that guy for me was Parker, and Parker still helps me all the time. He stole my flash drive. He stole my flash drive at the last festival we played. He didn't mean to. He owes me a flash drive. <laughs> But that was like the guy, the untouchable. You can't talk. Oh, and then uh, Johnny Bund. Um, he is a legendary name in Houston. He runs a 9 p.m. venue, which was Ava Center before. Um, and uh, he does shows for Disco Donnie, that big guy. But when I met him, he was just the coolest guy in school. He threw the best underground raves. Um, nice. Weren't you in a still- band with him? 
no, no, no. Uh, Johnny, Johnny doesn't really do anything musically. Um, he's a really good artist, um, but he's definitely a business person. But he's my business person, so he explains a lot of those things I don't understand when I think someone's evil for doing what's best from their perspective. And he's like, no, bro, like you just gotta. He's funny. He's you gotta he's, look at it from the Asian, other perspective. He has, yeah, he's Asian. We call him Asian Dad. But he has the most bro voice ever. So he's like, no, bro, you just, you just gotta understand, man. Like that's what they want from their perspective. You know, like it, it, just because it conflicts with yours doesn't mean they're a bad person. Like <laughs> fuck them, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he he um, books me for a lot of shows. When I started getting paid, he didn't even blink. He didn't mind paying me. Um, he just had me open for Sullivan King, um, which is like a sold out show. It was fantastic. Um, and then, um, yeah, he's, he's great. He's, he's just a really good friend. I lived with him for a while, actually. He, when he found out I was homeless during the thing, he's like, no, bro, you live with me now. And just like gave me a room. Let me figure it out. That's cool. Yeah. Though. So I've met, I've met some of the best people in my life through the music. Scene. I've met some of the worst people in my life too. Like horrid people. Probably comes and goes. It does. It's ones it's and a, zeros it's a, again. Yeah. 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 Ones and zeros. Um, but um, yeah, it's, it's so worth chasing the passion. Like it's just, it's just so worth it. Like all the struggle that comes with it. Cause I could have, cause I went to trade school. I could do welding. I was doing welding for a while, but it's just like my girlfriend noticed that it, it was making me so sad that I didn't have enough time to do the music thing, you know? And she makes a shit ton of money. So she was like, just do the music thing. Just do it, but just do it. Like, don't, I have a really hard time believing in myself. Sometimes I can't hear my art for, cause you can listen to my songs. I'm sure they sound great. But I can't hear them like that because I made the structure. So any mistake, you know it's, everything. It's, it's all the little flaws. Everything you, you didn't you clean know up right. Every single element. So if one person's like, "I don't like this piece," well, that piece complements this. That also complements this. Like there's a whole process no, to why it's, it's no, there. It's the, it's the other way. It's not even a defensive way like that. It is where they like it, but I don't anymore. Because I'm oh. better now. Yeah, it's that. I wouldn't mind the other one because fuck them if they don't like it. There's more music. They can go listen to that. That's the self-organizing system. I don't mind mm -hmm. that. This is quite literally me feeling inefficient. Uh, and my dad did it to me accidentally. He, I don't think he meant to. Um, he just doesn't understand because he's not an artist. But uh, I was a really good guitar player growing up. And he would tell me all the time, he'd be like, oh, best in Ravana. Like, it wasn't a big deal. But I was like, dude, no, I'm getting so fucking good, dude. And, like, he would always do that to me. So now I'm always thinking, like, no matter how big I get, I guess, best here. You know, and, like, it doesn't matter. And, like, I shit on myself for that. I have to stop doing that. I'm really working on it. I think this album will help with that. Because then I can be like, you know, I did do the thing. But then again, I don't know if that'll ever change because Xavier does it. And he's fucking ghost at it. And he's released 10 albums. 10. That's insane. I think that's more than Metallica. How old is he? He's, he's about to turn 30. Oh my gosh. Damn. Yeah. No, dude, like Xavier, he was so autistic that he didn't have any friends really. And like, there were a lot of social things that he just didn't understand. So he just wrote all his feelings out. Um, but I mean, it's great because like I said, dude, he's built me this whole freaking studio. Like I owe, I owe him so much. And my girlfriend, like, we didn't have to get a bigger apartment we could have just gotten a one bedroom you know what i mean like it we we didn't need it but i wanted space for a studio so i could get it sonically correct so now like everything is all, all that is like, yeah the whole thing all the doors and everything got led strips for the walls this piano was like 1300 dollars, and xavier was like 
Yeah, um, I was gonna give you the cheaper one, but uh, pretty sure you needed the bigger one. <laughs> it just just does that, man. For my birthday, he got me my HS8 which are my monitor. Yeah, it's just like anything, anything he didn't have that he felt like held him back as an artist, like he would have done better. He just gives me every time, and then it's like you don't have to do that, man. And it's like no, I do though, because you're me, and I want to do this again. <laughs> it's like it's it's almost like he's following his passion through your passion through mine yeah because right. it's like wow 10 albums wasn't enough of following your passion <laughs> holy shit bro like well, and the thing is, is like you'll be doing that to an artist one day too like that's that's the thing is so many people they get to places like that and they're like oh i did this all myself so everybody else has to do it themselves yeah, but if you really look back knowledge. at nobody's done it themselves somebody has had someone help or influence them in some kind of way everyone does yeah and to sit there and covet that and to be like well i'm not going to teach anybody else and they can all figure it out themselves it's like bullshit right like i feel like it comes from a place of fear that if someone else figures out their way of doing things then there'll be more of that and they won't be special Mm -hmm. yeah but that's 100 what it is it doesn't work that way though it, it shouldn't, really it shouldn't no. work that way. We should we should be about a universe of expanding and sharing our knowledge. Dude, you see if the- you understand the concept of everyone being you, like it immediately makes it easier to do what you have to do all the time. Right. Right. It's you, you see that same dynamic in like the business world because it's like nobody wants to teach you how to do their job because they're afraid that you're gonna go up and surpass them and take their position. But it's it's the same thing with art. It's like if if you teach people what you're doing. It's only going to push you to be better than you already were. Like, oh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, well, my girlfriend's a teacher, a really good one. Um, it's ironic because I had a lot of bad teachers. Some of the, just they, just some of the cool things they would do to me, not knowing, even if I was ADHD, not allowing me to go get water because Wellbutrin was making me thirsty. Fuck you. You know what I mean? I had a teacher. I still have her today so she can see me be successful and I love it. I revel in it. She, uh, she told my mom that, uh, she didn't want me back in class because none of the kids like me. And it's like, well, I grew up with a bunch of fucking rednecks that don't know shit and are going to go work for their dad's shop and do the same thing that the person before them did because they can't do anything on their own. So that makes sense. Our brains are not wired the same asshole, but thanks for telling me that at like 11, that is what I needed to hear. Right. Right. My girlfriend is so smart that one, her passion is teaching. Right. But it, it's not like she's just looking at it separated all the time. She is aware that she's everything. So when she has a class of 25 students, there's the thought, okay, there's 25 little split up me's. Each one is different. Each one has had a different life experience and their personality is different. How do I get each one to learn? And she doesn't do it like, I need the blanket overall, get this score. She's not worried about that. She is individually worried about how do i get this one how do i reach this person right yeah yeah the trouble kids she's really good at reaching them because she figures out what they want and then she uses that to make them want to learn i watched her take a student who normally gets like 50s and 60s on everything and uh she got masters on their like big uh it's called the the star test i think that's what it's called here um, okay. It's the same. It's the whatever test we had with the bubble sheets when we were kids. Oh, okay. Test, yeah, the, yeah, the meat test. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's called the star test here. Um, she got masters. This is a kid who does not give a fuck, right? <laughs> and it, and it wasn't just like it wasn't just like intellectually like her teaching stuff. Like she actually just convinced this kid that they are so special and they are so. I'm getting kind of teared up because like that's the person I'm with, man. Like that's 
That is so beautiful. I love that so much. So I'll never deny that to someone. I want to inspire people to believe in themselves because I have a hard time, <laughs> you know, like right. shit. But like she, she explains it to me all the time. She explained it to me the other day. She's like, I'm pretty sure that we are in a simulation. And I think that when you set a goal, it creates a program that is totally, that makes it achievable for you. You just have to keep doing the thing and people don't understand that. So they don't get their goals. She's like, but I know that's why I'm getting mine. And I really want that for you. It's not about me making her money. She doesn't need it. She just wants to see me be this complete person. And like, I wish every artist had a person like that in their life. Like I, I genuinely do. Because what it. they need is they need that support. Yeah. Yeah. My dad didn't understand when I was growing up. That's why I moved out so, so young. Cause it was like, either you're going to do things my way or you're gone when you're 18. And I, that's the way things were where we grew up. That's just, it's my way or the highway. And that's why you see so many of people that have left for whatever reason. And then people have gone back for whatever reason with a completely new perspective. perspective. Yeah. It's important, man. Like, like I don't, I don't really want kids because I don't want to keep, spreading schizophrenia because it skips a generation my mom doesn't know how to help me with it because i don't even know she believes that i have it actually because i used to lie well, if, it, if, it, if, it skips, if it skips a generation then your direct child won't have it it'll be your grandchild I know the next one one but how do i teach the direct child how to tell the grandchild how to do the thing based off observing me with the thing that they don't have but it's okay write a book <laughs> Fuck, right? I mean, you'll be yeah. there around for the grandkid. Like, depending on how young you have them, like, you'll be around for the grandkid to be around. Yeah, depending. I don't know. My, my girlfriend's got two kids, and I love them to death. And so, I mean, I'm going to marry her, so I'll get to be a stepdad. You know what I mean? And I'll be the best fucking one ever. Because I know all the situations I had that made me feel like shit were, like, they were just stressed out because of real life. But me, I actively have it. Because not only do I understand the stress that they were having in their real life and why they did the thing to me, I understand that because I was a kid at the time, I don't give a fuck. And it still affected me in this bad way that I carry with me as an adult. So now every time I have the thing where it's like about to be an annoyance, I'm like, can't be that bad. And I have two voices in my head that are telling me, well, the first one's like freaking out. I'm like, nope, we're not going to do that because they'll remember forever. So I'm just like, nice. You know, I try to be really patient and understanding. Um, so, yeah. That's huge. Like everybody's, everybody makes mistakes. We're going to, you know, let our emotions take over, but it's just, being aware and not trying to continue that cycle that we've seen go on us. Like, no, take that difference because like, there's so much that my parents will complain. About, they complain about my grandparents about, but and then they'll catch them it. do the same thing. Bro, so you, they they you, say that all the time. They're like, I gave you the childhood. My parents gave me cause I turned out. All right. Did you asshole? Did you turn right. out? All right. You look pretty angry to me. You just, right, beat, like, you just beat my ass with a belt. I mean, are, are we really having this bro, conversation? We thought that was okay. Yeah. Everybody was told mm -hmm. that was okay. And when I complained about it, I was, I was being a pussy. Yeah, what right. do you mean? That is abuse. Uh, but that's what their that's what their dad did. So it's like, yep. you know, and that's like, what we know. That's how we handle the situation. It's like you this. know how I learned that. I have cats and I love my cats. And I used to smack them around and shit when I'd get mad because they were doing a bad thing because I can't communicate with them. So it makes sense to be corporal punishment. So I understand why they thought that about a freaking baby, but it, one, it's a baby, but you can't even do that to a cat because right. the, I traumatized the first one. It took me forever to get him to understand it. Still, if I get mad, he runs away. The other ones don't run away when I get mad. And that's because I didn't traumatize them because I learned, but so I can't one deny him for cats and dogs too. I apologize to him all the time. I'm like, I'm so sorry, buddy. I didn't know. 
he's a cat. He doesn't understand, but I'm right. feeling bad about the thing. And I want to, I, like, I love you so much. Like, I would do anything for you. And, like, that is how it, a child should feel. So I want them to feel that way. Right. That is the way it should be. Yeah, pretty much. I can lie. Sometimes animals are easier to be nice to. Fuck yeah, kids can do more complicated things than you think. Right. They can yeah. say a lot more right. too. Yeah, no filter. Like just that hurt your feelings too. And it's oh like, yeah, shit. I know yeah. that. Shut up. Your most insecure things. They're just like, oh, I'll push that button. Like, yeah. Yes, well, they don't know they're yeah. pushing a button. They're just oh, I think they do. They're just no, they're making they totally do. No, they just know what boundaries. You. Their no, goal t- is to see how much they can get away with. And what bro, they I'm surrounded by autism. They're just grown up children. They just say the thing. They'll do the same because. You'll see it in Facebook posts. It's hilarious with Gisela. Someone will say something dumb. Everyone's thinking it. Everyone's afraid to comment it. There's Gisela saying, you said the dumb thing. That was dumb. And I'm like, God damn it, babe. Uh, and they're mad at her because they can't handle the truth. Because that thing where they're like, you can't handle the truth. 90% of people are like that. Mm-hmm. That's why I like people who are willing to tell me the truth. Because like, you were willing to risk me freaking out and not being your friend because you know it's the truth. And I respect that. Right. I like that a lot. So it yeah. builds up respect. Yeah. You feel comfortable. You feel like it's kind of goes back to that world of lies. You know what I mean? When it's at a whole different level, when, I, when you have all these lies you're trying to keep up, but it's like you just have this connection. The web, the yeah. spider yeah. web of trying yeah. to keep up. Yeah. And then you include people from your past with new people and you have to worry about those lies coming up. Mm-hmm. And eventually I, that web just starts to multiply. Dude, no, I just, I, I just dealt with that. We had to stop being friends with someone. Uh, I didn't care that they lied. I know that, uh, you know, everybody's not where I'm at with growth, you know, everybody grows in different ways. There's areas where they're probably ahead of me, but like, I didn't bother me that much, but then they, a lie came up where they got called out for it and they were unwilling to admit it so much that they called me and Gisela a liar. Now we're not friends with them anymore. You don't want to do that with Gisela. She has autism. She is hyper fucking aware, dude. It is like, I, it'll be to the point where she'll, she'll come over your house and you'll be like, where's my wallet? She'll be like, Oh, it's here under this. And you're like, how did you? How did you know that? Scanning everything, dude, all the time. Like a she robot. literally just. She doesn't saw have an it. internal monologue. The voice you have in your head, she doesn't have one. It's no. pictures. Um, have you ever seen that movie Dreamcatcher? Mm-hmm. Um, you know the scene where he's going through his little mind palace thing, and it's like a multi-story library, and he's going through pulling stuff out. That is how her brain works. It's also how Sherlock Holmes' brain works. Because he describes the mind palace. That's actually a thing, which is crazy. Because hmm. with Dreamcatcher, because it was illustrated that way, that means that Stephen King's mind works that way. And he illustrated it through the book. And then the film adaptation thought it was that important because it was a part of the scene, but he laced it into his art. So that's that's where I, oh, that's where that comes from. That's how I learned how to do that, is watching like other artists do that. They do it in Harry Potter too. Uh, J.K. Rowling is crazy as she is. Um, she includes a lot of battles with herself internally with the war between Gryffindor and Slytherin. I think that's a battle oh. with her like conscious and subconscious because Slytherins do things that make sense subconsciously, but right. Gryffindors do things that make sense like towards your feelings. And uh, right. there's also like the separation of her intellectual process and her emotional process. And now that I can dissect art that way, all the art is better. Because then I understand a person through understanding right. art. Right, and see similarities between their different works and you kind of build a picture of that who that person is. Yeah, so that's the part level. I'm excited about now. So circling back to the within the void thing, um, now I feel as if every piece of art I'm doing has purpose 
not just loud. Um, I'm not thinking about the show moment when I'm doing it. I'm narrating the story that's going along with Lazarus doing the thing. And I have to balance everything out. And I don't have to do that. I could just make music and have no storyline. People would still like it, but not on the same level because I'm hitting them with multiple media. And then I get visuals made for it too. My visuals are awesome now. So like, it's cool. That's really cool. That's, that's going to be something crazy when you go to a festival and it's a completely choreographed movie for the track right so that is like the top level right um and i want it and i don't want it um if you look up an artist called seven lions he does that too seven lions is fantastic if you haven't listened to his music i absolutely that is a huge inspiration for me um but he kind of does it in a generic way he doesn't fully detail the story but i also ghost data is one that fully details the story his 10 albums are about a story between Shepherdess and Voidwalker, two characters he made that are two halves of his soul. And they're, uh, they're I'm telling it vaguely and he's going to hate me for this. It's too complicated to do in one setting. It is the story about life and how we are the one thing, but not just from like a human lifetime, from the entirety of the Big Bang in the creation of the universe. Its energy started to, being transferred and manipulated and changed. Down to it, yeah, down to us becoming the singularity the moment after heat death. So, hmm. And he does like the whole story. And it was cool because him and I are connected both like humanly and um, like art wise. Yeah, because I have a connection with him that I can't have with Gisela. Just vice versa, I have a connection with her that I can't have with him because I don't bang him. But <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but it's like, but it's he good is, you have that boundary. Yeah. yeah yeah right it's like it's like the ice to my fire though like he, he even i do very solid colors but he likes pastel colors i like very hot red colors he likes very blue and purple and pink colors so um and like i said he's my biggest inspiration he's, he's my best friend i love him and it um what you call it um oh my story is based off of at the end of his story um when the thing happens and um shepherdess does the thing that she's supposed to do that kind of like resets the universe and makes it happen again. Um, but she has to die for it to happen. So she has to get over her fear. Ultimate of death. sacrifice. Yeah. Based off of uh, not just reincarnation of a person, but reincarnation of the entire universe to make it happen infinitely again. But when the thing happened, he, he said, this is the first time she's actually gone all the way through it because Voidwalker is a shepherdess that didn't do the thing that they were supposed to do. Right. So, and she's trying to convince her not to do it because she wants to live so badly, but then she really complicated when they reset the universe, it causes a rift because the reason, one of the reasons I got inspired from the void was his character void Walker, but he only did it for one album. I was like, that's such a waste. That's a whole concept <laughs> in itself. Yeah. So Next I was story. like, yeah. So um, he did one mid tempo album and my music is based heavily off of mid tempo, but I think I do it in a way that people aren't doing. Cause I like the orchestral thing um he uh which guy oh when that universe reset it opened a tear between the void and our universe um and then i made a character named damien my name was originally going to be damien um my mom didn't want it to do that because the devil um which <laughs> sucks because damien would have been such a cool name but now i get to have it even though my mom didn't let me have it i get to have it so i get to be zach here but damien is a is like in normal life and then for my first album, as it happens, that that restart happens in the universe and it creates tears from the void into earth. Um, 
and Lazarus goes through the portal into Earth, but he already has no body because he had the Rose of Jericho and he lived past the, the point of his body. And when he comes, he's like looking at Earth, just checking it out because it's so different. And he finds Damien and he Damien's looking at him like, what the fuck, right? Um, and Damien's been seeing all these things all the time, but nobody else sees them, which is my schizophrenia laced into the thing. Um, Damien is me. Um, and Lazarus, as he's, as Damien's in school and he looks up and Lazarus is like, wait, you can see me? Like, wait, can you understand me? And they're talking to each other, right? And Lazarus ends up joining with Damien so he can have a body again. Because I realized I made my character too OP when I made it so he can't die. Without the risk of death, it's not a very good story. So what ends up happening is Lazarus has to learn compassion because on one sense at the beginning, he's just caring about keeping the body Damien alive so he can have a body because he doesn't want to lose another one and no one else can see him when he's just himself. But he actually gains compassion because he cares about the person and he never had that before because he was just a conqueror. So it right. is, it's this huge story. It's a B-side story about that same one about the reincarnation of the universe because Lazarus is a Deadpool, right? Deadpool right. comes in on all the big X-Men stories and stuff, but it's all like random. You know what I mean? Like, so it's, it's super important, but it is also a B-side story that like has its own weird place in inside of the story already. And right. I like that. So it's, yeah. When you were asking about how to like, how I link what I'm experiencing currently into the thing, I'm doing it like heavily nice. as, as heavy as I possibly can. So, and I'll just elaborate on that story, but I accidentally create plot holes all the time. So then I have to figure out how to solve those plot holes. <laughs> I could see that. I don't want to be like Star Wars, bro. I don't want Ren to just get the power of the force just because. It's going to you know re I mean? like, it's just gonna reverse because. reanimate. Just, oh yeah. By the way, you can use this force by, uh, no one ever told me. He didn't gonna... have any training that Luke had to go through. There was no Yoda moment. <laughs> they were just like, it chose her. Nope. She's it shows her and she can just magically use this lightsaber as a fucking Jedi of 25 Bullshit. years. Pissed me off. You put people in I charge of the of art that. that was already done by people who are better at art. <laughs> oh. But I'm still giving you money because we're going to Disney next week. <laughs> I, I wonder if it'll work in reverse too. Like if you fill some of the plot holes in your story, if you'll learn lessons about life, you're like, oh, Absolutely. it all just kind of comes better. <laughs> I do this weird thing with metaphors where I'll describe something in one way that is also happening in another way. Um, I do it with League of Legends all the time. Um, yeah. League, League of Legends has taught me patience. It has taught me to mind my own business, but be aware of what everyone else is doing. Um, right. it, it, dude, that is the hardest thing because it is so easy to get tilted in that game when you're like 11 and one and some shitter is zero and 10 and he AFK'd and you have to not get mad. You're like, he threw the thing, we are winning. <laughs> right. right. But I did good, so I should be happy. You know exactly. I mean? It's, not, it's exactly. not about the win. It's I did what I could with what I could. And right, that's right. really important to understand, um, especially with art. Because you don't win a lot of the time. Right. It's it's, it's very subjective. Who decides if you win or lose? Only the you. That you get to do it. What does good sound like? Right. right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, holy shit. There's so many things. Like, and you can get sucked into your head with it, but you really just got to, like, do your thing as hard as you can and chase that passion. Because that's what, that's what I'm really happy, dude. When I, like, I wake up in the morning feeling like P. Diddy. <laughs> um, and then 
I just write all day and all of a sudden it's nighttime and Giselle's telling me we got to go to bed and I'm mad at her because it's bedtime and I'm a grown child. And I'm like, how did the whole day pass? I feel like I didn't mm. even eat. And right. it's because I'm like so obsessed with the trail of where the sound's going. It, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I get really, really absorbed. I, and I see people do that. And I, I love watching that because that is truly when you are most yourself. Um, you said you don't eat when you, when it happens to you, like you'll just, I don't mean to, right. I just, you're just I so hungry. consumed in it. Yeah. I was hungry, but for a different thing. All right. It's more important than your natural instinct. The passion you found is almost more important than a natural instinct to like, you'll forget the end of the bathroom. Like crap, I better go to pee for the last like two hours. Like, definitely. I've definitely done that. Um, yeah. that, and like, I don't know, just any, it just, all the problems that I deal with in the world go away when I'm writing music. And there are different problems. I'm actually creating a shit ton of problems because I'm always trying to do something in a unique way I've never seen before. So there's no tutorial to look up for that. I have to look up a tutorial for another thing in a generic sense of something I'm trying to do and then apply that to my process that's incredibly unique for my thing. So it's like, that was a pain in the ass. And you can get so lost looking up audio stuff. I do the same thing with welding. Welding was a very big passion for me. There are just going to be times when I go back to it, I'm sure. Or I take like a like a couple month project thing where I can make a bunch of money and then invest that into my album. I was going to combine say, it with DJing. <clears throat> everything DJing welds. Uh, everything, time. yeah, everything that you're <laughs> posting on Facebook about how much fun you were having with welding. It's a flow state because once you get the thing, you're like melting this rod. Especially TIG, I love TIG so much. Um, mm-hmm. You're like melting this rod into this thing, and you have to draw it back and forth. This gun thing, you have to apply the heat. It can't be too much because it'll blow through the metal. And it right. can't be not enough because then it won't seal properly. And you can't, it has to be like a first try Friday thing. Cause like you can't go back and cover it. it if it's not good and it didn't seal right, it's bad. Yeah. So, and yeah, dude, it's, it's really fun having a hard, I was having a hard time getting paid right for it, even though I went to school for it. Uh, Cause I don't have enough experience, which sucks. Mm. Cause I can lie about That's my experience. But I'm not so bad about socks. Yeah. So it's like, fuck. I'm actually willing to lie for that if I have to, to be honest with you. I feel, my like, family. I feel like that's become acceptable in the, in the business world is lying about how long of experience you have. And people fudge those numbers it so much. be a factor, but if I can weld better than the guy who says he's been welding for 10 years and I've only been doing it for a couple, you right. know what I mean? You yeah. Just, I mean, like how about the potential that you have? They don't want that. They want actual no, experience. They want Something the thing comes up. demonstrated. Mm-hmm. Right. But it, what's cool about this one, since it's a trade, is they'll do a weld test on you. So it's put up or shut up. You can have 40 years of experience, but if your welds are shit, they're not going to hire you. Nice. So, but I don't like the people. Um, I do not like tradesmen. They bother me. They remind me a lot of why I didn't get along with my dad when I was younger. Uh, it's how they're like, the form of motivation is ridiculing each other. Dude, so hard. Constant. So hard. Nice always, it's also just a workplace in general. People are always trying to one-up each other or expose right. the other person for the thing they're doing wrong so they can look better. Mm-hmm. Um, Nothing's ever their to, fault. I don't have to deal with that in art. That's one of my big motivations for art is just like, Xavier has worked so hard. Like I said, he's my biggest inspiration for this. He's worked so hard, he's got the fuck you money. If you don't want to deal with someone... Fuck you. Exactly. Doesn't want to do this. Fuck you. Doesn't. Oh, there's a problem here. Fuck you. Fuck you. I already earned it, you know. And it's like, um, because there's no labels, there's no seventy percent being taken Which away. Definitely does help. Oh, this is where we circle back into that. Sorry, that this is this is an important segue. Labels fucking suck. Um, seventy percent of someone's like stream revenue 
is a lot when they don't make very much off the stream revenue. Yeah, don't you're no kidding. Um, right. But I think in a couple of years, I'll be at the point where like, I won't need the show revenue. I'll just need the stream revenue. It'll just, I could never make anything again and it'll just do it. There's a point you get to like that. That's where he's at. Um, still feels the need to write all the time. He still wonders if it's the last album. I'm like, you wrote 10. I, I think there's a couple. <laughs> <laughs> he, should, he should keep going yeah. until he can't anymore. Yeah. Uh, he does, but it, it, inspiration comes and goes with this. And it feels uh, so... Yeah, I can get so, that. And especially after sinking enough of a commitment for 10 albums. That dude, there's like 300 tracks because there's stuff that yeah. aren't on albums too. It's like, it's a lot. Um, and each arrangement is so extra because there's a simple way to write music and then there's some really difficult ways. And he is one of those people that I know that does like always chooses the difficult thing because it sounds cool. Gotcha. I'm like that too. Yeah, sound design. Because I, why go the easy way when everyone's going to go that way? It doesn't right. sound like the thing I wanted it to sound like. I better figure out how to do it the hard way. Right. Mm-hmm. Make it um, work. Yeah. Um, yeah, the industry, what they do is they loop people in with the loot. The lucrative? What's the what's that word? Lucrative? Oh, lucrative. Yeah, but they, they, loop, they loop them in with the lucrative like idea that this big mm-hmm. label that has big artists on it is going to make you all the you. money. Yeah. And it's not the case. It's mostly on the artist. Um, you might get opportunities from them. You might not. I have friends on big label um, and they're getting fucked. And it's like, it doesn't make sense. These people are so good. Those same people do the thing I do where they don't understand how good they are. They have no idea. <laughs> like man right. this is i'm like are you kidding me like you're on some of the biggest labels on the planet right. like, the best of the best is telling you you belong with the best and they're, they're still wondering so i know that this is just a thing that people deal with as an artist and um, it's really tough um i wish i could believe in myself the way xavier does um or the way he believes in me but that's why i do the thing i believe in the him because yep. like all, i'm noticing like all my friends that are telling me i'm good are like the best artists i've ever met so I obviously belong in there. That would only make sense, right? Otherwise, but I have this weird paranoid thought that are they just being nice to me because they feel bad? But that's probably not true because I've watched them not waste their time with people who definitely are not artists and are doing it for the attention. But then are they only believing in me because I'm a nice person and they're trying to be nice to me <laughs> or am I actually good? I don't know. I'll never know. I'll never know. But you said Rose one of the is- qualities that you like about them most is how straightforward and honest they are with you. I know, so I should understand that. So it's probably a delusion. Fuck. But it's reinforced by fear and anxiety of my right. passion. What emotion wins, you know? Yeah, what you know, and it's fighting back and forth because Lazarus doesn't like to invest into telling me that we're great and that confidence is going to make us swing better. But I know consciously that being confident, that's why the Nike emblem is the way it is, the swish. It's because it's a very confident like that and yep. you have to just do it. Mm-hmm. and it's like yeah it's like it's actually don't think about it just do it just do it and, and do it so many times that you don't have to think about it right it's, it's muscle like, memory yeah Absolutely. it's muscle memory yeah so it's like working really hard on not getting lost in that this album has been a fucking pain in the ass i've been writing it for three years um but i also wrote like a shit ton more than i needed but then i like weeded out the old ones as i got good Cause now I'm at a level where everything is commercial ready. Like it's my mix down is fantastic. Xavier tells me my mix down is better than his, but I don't believe him because his mix down is absolutely fantastic. I think that might be his insecurity rolling over. I don't know. Uh, okay. But Gisela told me that before too. So 
she will not lie for anything straight up if you're ugly and you ask her am i ugly she's gonna tell you <laughs> straight up you put a gun to her head last that thing is how people with autism operate straight up the thing the last one how's this like well that looks like shit they don't yeah. say like they don't do the thing we do where it's like well this looks really good but you need to work on this area they're like that's bad. that looks like shit yeah it's funny um but yeah um yeah i think people should invest into their their passions like as hard as they can i think things like family are important and things like connections and friends are important but i have friends that have killed themselves over stuff like this where they're like not accurately chasing their passion um i my my friend john killed himself like that um uh, I think it was last year, the year before. Um, really fucking sad because I didn't know. I just didn't know. I would have tried to help. Would it have mattered? Probably not. Because that's the thing that I'm talking about. Friends, I don't know. It probably right. wouldn't have mattered. It, but it's like, unless you can inspire them to chase their passion again. Right. You know, and he had gone through college and everything. His, his family was super supportive in a way that I can't even imagine. And like, that's it's not enough passion that that's that's the piece of it is that it ended out one way that there's no ability to go back in time and see how it would go the other way and i worry about that i wish i wish i could go back in time and change that but it doesn't work that way and then it sucks because i wish i could have explained to him that like you still actually exist in my life forever because once you meet somebody they either are in your life and they stay in it or they serve mm -hmm. as a lesson. And right, that, right. that was a, that was a big lesson for me. Cause I was always super suicidal. It's like, wow, look at how much this affected everybody. That's a little selfish, right? Like, wow. Like I can't believe you did that and you affected everybody badly, but it's the truth. Right. I, and like you said, you had no clue. That's the inner makings of a cult. I had no clue. And I also like when I was suicidal, didn't understand that I meant anything to anybody. I just didn't know that, you know, like I, my biological dad didn't give a shit about me. So like that does something to you. Um, and it, yeah. it, it just does. It yeah. just does. Yeah. Especially when you look around and you see everybody's family working out so well. And then I didn't fit in with my actual family very well. Um, my mom would lie to me because she does it to herself in a sense. It's a, like a protecting mechanism um, where like something bad happens and they just have to like live in their own little world. Um, I can't do that though, because I'm right. on the truth spectrum. Right. So like it, if I do something and it's like, wow, you are a fucking piece of shit for doing that. I will remember yep. forever, forever. Right. So I have to be really careful about the bad things I do. I try not to make those choices now, but sometimes it happens. Sometimes I'm just an asshole. Right. Um, we're human. We're I think sense. nowadays with us being an adult, we have that ability that we can make those decisions and it just comes down to the consequences and the repercussions of the people that those decisions affect. Mm -hmm. yeah exactly. what you do after ripples. the fact of, like what do you do after the decision we can make mistakes but what do you yeah, do what when defines, you make what defines your character is not how you are when things are going right but the choices that you make when things go wrong right. um mm -hmm. and if you want to you can improve your character but you have to accept where you're at yes mm -hmm. and I, oh dude that's i just realized I'm, I'm having the moment of growth now that's why i'm having a hard time releasing my album because i never want to say this is i never want to close it off and say this is how good i am because right. it also means this is how bad I am. 
He says, I have to accept my exact place in the universe, but it's all subjective. It's not finished yet. And at the, yeah, yeah, and, no, it's, but, it's not yet. At the, bar. at the same time, this is, just your, this is just your first album. Right. I'm going to write a lot of them. I was going to say, like, this is first of you're going to have your own 10 albums. I don't know about 10, but at least like five or six. Genuinely. 10 is kind of excessive, to be honest. <laughs> it but is, then, I mean, this seems like a lot. A lot of people do singles. They're afraid to do an album because an album is a whole idea that you have to encompass. True. Whereas right. like tracks, you can just do whatever the fuck you feel like. Right. Uh, but I really developed a sound and I wrote until I did. And I didn't even want to release. That's what I kept doing. I kept making tracks and not releasing them. And Xavier's like, why are you doing that to yourself? Like, that's how you build a fan base. I was like, yeah, but what if that's it's not what, good? That's what a buddy of mine, a buddy of mine had, at least last I talked with him, he said he had like 400 plus tracks and tunes that he's created. I'm like, who is using he's these? Pro- he's probably not finishing them. That's what um, it sounds like. That's what happens to me. Um, I am much better at writing the first half of a track through the drop. And then I'm not as good at the end, but that makes sense. Right. Because. Uh, it, you got to the point you were worried about. The drop, and then the thing right? happens. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, yeah. it's not good. I can't, yeah. I can't release this. It sounds like shit. And it's because I've listened to it for 80 hours. It's like right. no shit. Everything. You are literally, you're literally just blending things that you're yeah, not hearing it as it is anymore. Yep. So sometimes I won't listen to a track for like a while. Like Delusions of Grandeur, when I released it, did not listen to it for a while, for like a month. And then I finally listened to it and I was like, oh, this actually doesn't sound bad. It's pretty good. But I had learned new shit that made me mad. And then I didn't use that process on that. And it's a big thing for Mixdown. And now I do it. But you have to accept that like everything you put, it's okay to be here. No one is going to become a fan on your fourth album and been like oh his first album was shit i'm not listening right well there's the frustration too that you have with like an artistic project where you have an idea and a concept of what you want it to be in the beginning but it has its own life it has its own energy like it's growing as you're creating it so it's not always that original image that you had in the beginning and so you have to like accept that accept that it's turning into its own thing and that it's not just this pre-planned yeah if i'm being like really honest with myself like i think it is legitimately i am good i've been good that's why people invest into me i need to believe and understand that so i can come to terms with believing in myself right Uh, because i should already because dude rosa jericho is about to hit half a million plays that's a lot of plays. That's huge. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like it because I, I see Xavier with, he just hit 10 million plays on a track. So You'll it's be like, there. I want to. I don't want to let my friend down. Like I always say, I was like, I don't want to let you guys down. Like, I'm always scared when I play shows that I'll embarrass you guys. He's like, dude, you have one of the best live shows I've ever seen. Why would, who would you embarrass? Why are you worried about embarrassing yourself? I'm like, I'm not worried about embarrassing me. I'm worried about embarrassing you guys because you invest so heavily into me. And then what if I can't do well for the people that believe in me? He's like, dude, fuck me. Like, do it for you. Stop doing that. Mm-hmm. It's, this it's is like the person you, who will give me everything. It's like you said with the video game. You know what I mean? Sometimes you got a creation of the job that you did with what you had at hand instead of what it could have been and everything else. It's like take appreciation yeah. in the fact that you did what you did with what you had, and that's how things are. Just Yeah, well, I also have a very weird process. Um, most people, from my understanding, just write. And they don't really have much of an idea and they just keep stringing it together till it becomes a whole idea. But I probably being schizophrenic, or I don't know if it's just a different technique. 
I can hear the whole song already. That's why I have to write it because it won't get out of my head until I write it. And I'll just hear it, hear it, hear it, and hear it. And then Lazarus is like, it could be a thing. Everybody else could hear it too, brother, but you're not doing it. <laughs> right. You're doing this. Focus. And and that causes a fight internally. Because <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, but I'm sad. I'm having a hard time right now. And he's like, you're always having a hard time. Don't be a pussy. <laughs> and yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like a big battle. And all of that happens while someone's like, hey, you okay, Zach? Where'd you go? <laughs> of course. Like, oh, yeah. shit, sorry. Yeah. And like, that's how it happens. And like, yeah, so I'm, I'm really working on that. I think the album's going to help because then I will have one out. It is not just because I keep thinking I get lucky, dude. Like, I've played so many good shows and I always convince myself that I got lucky and I don't know what I'm doing. And so that is a delusion. That's because the that imposter make... syndrome. Imposter yeah, right? Like, it's, it's, it's a very common thing it sucks dude. i find myself having flashes just doing some of the things that i do on a daily basis that i'm just like how the hell did you get here like you are so lucky that you right. get to stand yeah, right like, here yeah everybody's just, gonna yeah. find out i'm fake i don't know what i'm doing everybody's gonna find out i'm a fraud or like yeah i'm worried that my i am not as good as my ambition um, and that's a weird one for me. Cause like I said, I can hear the whole song and I imagine it in a 3d spectrum. Um, I don't know if you ever played this, but on N64, they had a game called Tetris sphere where it was, it was Tetris. Sounds, I think I did. It was a world I had a buddy that had it. I think. Yeah. You, you start out with like little planets. It's like a little planet of Tetris and you have to get to the center and yeah. then it gets bigger and bigger. And by the end, it's like this huge complicated puzzle with multiple layers inside of it. That's how I imagine music. Um, and that's what allows me to place things where they belong, um, and then create a corresponding relationship and build on that. But I hear the whole song in a tetrasphere before anything for days. And I'm like, finally, I'm like, fuck, I'll go right. I need to get it out. So <laughs> that's and when you got to go express that. Yeah. Then I got to go make those sounds, man. Like it's, there's an easier way for me to do this. I might try it with another brand, but I don't think I would like it. I don't think it would be very fulfilling. Um, there's a way I can write and just use presets and make them sound awesome. Cause I know how to compose. I guess that's why people write music for other people by doing that. But I like hand designing every single sound I wanted to, cause I figured out that and thing it's, with it's my logo. what you have fun doing. Yeah. Well, I know it's a lot of work. It's fun writing. That is actually a shit ton of work. I just am not willing to sacrifice. Um, because I saw what happened when we did the within the void logo because it was hand drawn like that. And because I got the monogram done like that, like there's this weird, like professionalism to it. And if you look at within the void and then all the other names on the flyer, there is just a, they're like, damn, he must have a good font generator. And they can't even comprehend <laughs> that I had a hand drawn. You know right. what I mean? So it's like, yeah. So I, I would like to be as hand drawn of an artist as I can without having to record my own drums. Cause that's a little extremist. So, but yeah. It's pretty much where I'm at with it. Um, I've been playing shows here and there, um, kind of unveiling the brand, but I wanted, I've been wanting to be quiet until I release the album. And then I'm going to be loud as shit and confident as hell because that's who I have to be. Mm -hmm. right. you, you gotta, you gotta sell it and you gotta promote People are going to think it's arrogant. Think I, make this, it. <laughs> I got, when I got confident as Atwood, my friends, friends at the time, um, my, my manager was a horrible human being, but she was so good at, getting me shows because she was a shark um but she didn't like to sell it so it was like that's gonna be an issue that's not gonna work yeah because oh. i loved her right um and uh 
where's it going with that? Oh yeah. Yeah. She told me, my manager at the time told me that I was being arrogant uh, when I started expressing confidence. And then my, my best friend at the time um, was a DJ and he didn't produce. And I kept trying to get him to produce. I kept trying to do the thing Xavier did for me. Um, and he just wouldn't take it. He didn't want to do the work. He didn't want to try. And so he started getting mad that he was getting, I didn't know this at the time. I just thought, Oh shit. Am I being arrogant? I don't want to be like that. I don't like people who are like that. Um, right. But it was because I was getting opportunities that he wasn't, but it's because I was producing and because mm-hmm. I was better. So it was like, if I see someone better than me, which happens all the time, I'm telling you, my friends are on some of the biggest labels on the planet. My, my best friend is a fucking superstar. When you look up ghost data, you're going to be like, Oh shit. It's, right. it, he's huge. Um, in VR specifically, he's huge. So it's like, I, I see people that are better than me all the time, but I'm not mad at them for being better than me. That feels like a stupid reaction because I know that they're willing to teach me. I can ask anything. I do all the time. My friend, Patrick, um, very fucking good artist. Um, he, his artist is, uh, or his name is Kindred. Um, and he's, uh, he's on Mousetrap. He's fantastic. He is so good. He is one of the best progressive house artists I've ever heard. I don't even like that genre. It bores me. And it's fantastic. He got signed by Dead Mouse, like right. actual Dead Mouse. He was That's he, sweet. Yeah. Dead Mouse just showed up on his stream um, and was like, man, I'd sign that in a second. And then he did. And, then, and he's now he's going to release another album through them. It's like that that same person I have on my phone all the time. I just messaged him yesterday because something he was telling me, I didn't understand because it was above my comprehension. And now I finally just messing around. I said, is this what you meant by that? He's like, yeah, this is the plugin I use for it. And this is this and like limitless information. So I am, I know logically I am only wherever I'm at, I'm responsible for it. Cause life, whatever fucking thing is going on right now is giving me everything to do it. So if I don't do it, I can't be that jaded old man. It's like, it was the industry and blah, blah, blah. It's everyone's not. against me. And yeah, I mean, everyone's on my team. Actually, right. like, I have so many people on my team that I don't feel like Gisela is like the best partner you can possibly imagine. She loves me so much. Like she would do anything for me. And Xavier is the, the best friend you can imagine. He's just there all the time. And it, it makes me feel bad because I'm schizophrenic. So I can't be, I, mentally cannot be there all the time you know and that's i i feel bad like i feel like kevin's been asking me to do this forever and i've been wanting to i am overwhelmed with what's being put in front of me all the time so then i get distant and then i feel like i'm not being a good friend and now i'm working really hard on that because i feel like that's super important and i hope that life rewards me with a little bit more focus or maybe that's something i have to provide for myself but i don't know i'm trying to check off the boxes of being a good person and being a good friend and it's, it's a little tough sometimes. All you can do is just check it one box at a time. Yeah, yeah. because well, our lives are growing in different directions. When we were right. kids, it's like we were going to be the best of friends forever. Dragon Ball Z is awesome, and we will achieve Super <laughs> Saiyan. Yep. Yep. Kingdom Hearts is great. Uh, can't wait for Kingdom Hearts 3, 35,000 years later. And then, oh, no. so you know, long ago. She was so long, dude. But then you, oh, it looks King awesome Hearts though. I mean, I, 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 I was gonna be like, it was Kingdom Hearts two was awesome, but Kingdom Hearts three sucked. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping four is a little better. Um, we'll, we'll find, find out four? in their seventies. Yeah, they oh, announced four. Yeah, they, they well, they like announced they're working on it. Yeah. Jesus. Um. Yeah, but 
Yeah, I've been I've been trying to balance all that. I feel like that's life is this huge balancing act where you're trying to balance passion, family, relationships, and who you are. Right. That's the trick though, is most people don't know. It's really that simple. It's divided into those very broad categories like that, and then break it down from there individually. Well, you have to ask yourself first what matters. Yeah. That's true. What, time, what's important to me. For a long time for me, family didn't fucking matter, dude. Because like my brothers were treated way different than I was. So from the very get-go, I was like, well, fuck family. My mom can't notice the truth that my dad's treating me like shit. My dad's not noticing the truth that he's treating me different than my brothers because he adopted me and doesn't understand that. And I am way too aware as like a nine-year-old kid knowing this. I shouldn't know this. This shouldn't be affecting me this way because I shouldn't understand that. But I do. And I don't even blame them. But the thing happened, so I didn't value family. But I've, Kevin's always been in my life. He'll never go away. Even when I wasn't being a good friend and I wasn't there enough or connected enough, he kept reaching out and never gave me you know what I mean? Like it was always just there when I wanted it. And that's important. It's the same thing with my brother B. Um, Eli, I'm not as close to, and I feel bad because it was the age gap. I was already gone by the time he was grown up, but my brother B, I'm so close to. We talk all the time. We play video games together all the time. We're always in Discord. Um, but yeah, so it was it was hard for me to understand that. And then I made a family out of Gisela, whose family was not good to her that she left. And Xavier, whose family was not good to them, so they left. And then we made our own little family, which allowed me to understand the importance of family. So that's, I feel like that's what you, that's what you see more and more is that you have these P these products of these quote unquote broken families. And then they come together and they piece their own family with their friends. And they have that same feeling yeah, for the lack of a better uh, metaphor. One person's trash is another person's treasure, right? Right. Exactly. But it's also like, it's that self-organizing system. So I can't even right. be that mad at him because it was, it's biological. We're actually just chemically not the same. My dad didn't like that. I asked questions all the time. Um, he was like, you could just use Google. I was like, you're the smartest person I know. So I'm asking you and you're right here. And it saves me time asking you instead of asking Google, do you want right. me to not trust your opinion? And we right. can have the interaction that can become a conversation. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. I'm asking you know questions. Yeah. Cause I want to conversate with you. I'm not your fucking employee. I'm a right. kid and I want to know things. Right. But now it's like, why the fuck would I ask people? I have Google. I don't like people that much. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's completely changed now. Yeah. So it's like, shit. I even find myself like I'll have like, we'll, we'll be in the middle of a conversation. Like, why don't we ask Google instead of us going we back and forth on what we think we know? Yeah, yeah I we just know. go when to someone, the source. Yeah, when someone goes to Google something that I said, I'm not offended anymore. I used no. to be. And he's like, well, you don't trust me? I'm like, I don't <laughs> fucking trust me. Is that right? Like, I'm pretty sure that's right. Uh, I used to say the same things too. Yeah. Like, I like, 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 what's Google say? Oh, who said that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then you find that some things are opinionated, not actually factual because we really don't know yet. Or it's just a yeah. thing that is based on opinion and not on fact. Right. That's yeah. where, too, I, I like to, within a group and something comes up like that where you can't remember like an actor's name or something, I don't, I don't like to let us go to Google right away. You got to work out that muscle of memory. For it and you're, you're yeah, you got to use, we got to use Dig our, use it or you lose it, right? You I, know, so it's like I have lost it already. You don't use <laughs> it as a crutch. I have lost it already, but I can remember UPCs from when I worked at Office Depot twelve years ago. Dude, <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know, I don't know how that works. That's losing. Yeah, yeah, no, I lost it. First three numbers. You got to remember the way my thought process works. I'm constantly creating stories for zero reason. And it, I'm pretty sure it works the same way dreams do. 
where it's just like collectively like sourcing things that my brain likes and putting them together. I'm really into like old Victorian weird Gothic vibe. And that's how everything comes out. That's why all my visuals are that way. Cause that's what I'm seeing. So do so. you think it's kind of like dreams that maybe what you're seeing with your other eye there is actually like an alternate dimension, a parallel dimension? Dude, and on like some multiverse shit? Yeah. Absolutely. I think, <laughs> I think when we dream, that's definitely what's going on. Um, but then again, I also have dreams where it's like, I got a dream the other day that a dragon attacked and there was this huge dragon in the sky. It was like a Japanese dragon, like a, like a Shenron, original dragon. Okay. Like that, but it was too shiny and cell shaded. And in the dream, it destroyed my immersion because I realized these are assets that I'm using from things I've seen before. So oh. it was it was too cell shaded and shiny. It wasn't how it would actually be. Or maybe what if the, that's your mind trying to interpret that? It's or, saying, yeah, or what if the universe, yeah, and can only interpret from things I know. Right. You're seeing this story, but you have to take pieces that you've seen in the real life. Your brain the picture together. Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea. Um, Giselle is on the, the thought that it's it's a multiverse and we're just remote viewing other places. Um, I kind of agree with that because I've had a lot of dreams where it's like, it's it's me back in my parents' house um on the side of the yard specifically something's happening that would have never happened there before but it's another universe so maybe that's how it is because i'm trying to think of it from a general perspective like there's people i met in texas that are there that shouldn't be there but then again if it's right. a different universe that whole new universe could have put them there mm-hmm. yeah you know and how much do the individual characters that we meet matter and because i do believe that they're part of us I believe that we are definitely all one thing and humans are just our, as a big God thing, different perspectives. And we are such a big thing that it's hard for people to comprehend that it requires this many perspectives to understand ourselves because communication allows us to do that. Right. So, but then it's weird because language is the base cause of why we don't understand that we're one thing. Because if you think of everything with our language, when we're describing things and classifying them, because that's what our brain does is classifies things to understand, we're creating separation. When you say, I am me, you are you. We're putting labels on it, right? We're putting labels and we're classifying. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? So like from from the basis of us understanding how to communicate with each other through language, we're creating separation. So that's where we're trying to evolve language. Yeah, I mean, I just don't, I don't think we're going to get there for a long time. They're already talking about it. Like if Elon Musk, if he puts those chips in your head, I don't have to tell you about my trip to the park. I can literally think about my trip to the park and you see it, you smell it. There's no Neuralink. Yeah. yeah. I I think Neuralink is the future, but it's more of a getting everybody on the same base page. I think there's going to be a device that is implanted us when we're at a certain age that allows us to, and I don't know what risks are going to come with that or what horrible things are going to happen. Right. But we have to have everybody on the same page because there's people like us, which we're general public, right? We might think we're smart, but there are people that make us look stupid. Right. Um, and I'm aware of that. And that's where a lot of this information is coming from. Those people who are like, holy shit, you are so smart. Um, there's, we have to have everybody on the same page because you got people like us who understand this thing or the concept of the one and how we're all interconnected. And then you have people that don't like people because of the color of their skin standing right next to each other on a bus on their way to go do things. 
You right. know what I mean? Like we, it is really hard to integrate that when people are on different levels of understanding. Same thing with religion. A lot of people don't understand religion is a ladder. From my understanding, that's exactly what it is. You know, there's all these different belief systems. There's truth in all of them. Um, for example, Christianity, which is the one I hate the most. Um, I grew up around it. So I saw the ignorance that comes with it, um, where people just excuse themselves for the things they do wrong, but chastise other people for the it's things a lot that. Of ignorance, wow, man. Like, uh, that doesn't make sense. Um, and then how can you not judge people? What do you mean? I have to judge things. So I know not to do it. <laughs> Stupid as shit. But they did say that don't lie because God will always know. But now that I know that I'm God experiencing itself, no shit, I'm going to know. I can lie <laughs> to you and you might not know, but I'm going to know. You're going to know. Unless you're no, really yeah. fucked. But then you're not God because you're not at a point where you're controlling your life by the truth. Here, I'll let another cat in. Hold on. Hi, baby. Come in. I love you. This is like a four-hour recording right now. I said I was gonna say we are. Uh, oh yeah, when midnight. you guys, guys want to huh? You guys want to close up on? Oh man, what can we close I up? I feel on? like we're we've kind of been great conversation. We've kind of been spiraling around where we've we've retied in a bunch of things that we talked about earlier and rewound them all back into each other. I so unfortunately I th- do that. We do too. It's just somehow a habit, I guess. It do. always goes full circle. Like, yeah. Time. And if you guys ever want to just talk about stuff, we can just talk about stuff too. This is actually like really fun for me. Good. This yeah, has been like, a lot of fun for me as well. I mean, th- it's been awesome having you on just hearing your story, hearing you, yeah. everything that you've gone through. I mean, like, I, I, I remember the four or five different bands that you had, like, growing up because, like, Kevin would keep me informed on, like, new new bands and new stuff that you were doing. But I had no idea about the whole club scene, the DJ scene, all the Spotify, your art, like, your like not the not your label, but your um your following, everything that you've done. We listened to that song that you put out, like, that Kevin, gave, like, put us in your kev posted one of your songs in our yeah. discord and that yeah. was the la- that was the latest that i'd had to experience your music and i'm just yeah, like dude he's got a lot of fucking talent right thanks man it, and that's, that's why good, too, man. like thank you for taking the time like don't feel bad at all like life's busy man especially when you're working on stuff like it's really hard to juggle so like, not, the fact that it's you not like that it, i just have a i have a really hard time expressing a lot of this stuff there's just so much going on internally all the time. And it's, it's tough, man. Yeah. It's Life is hard for everyone. Schizophrenia yes, it is, is uh, degenerative. So it's getting worse. That's why I'm getting smarter and I'm learning how to control it better. Um, and I'm learning like what's actually happening. Cause it's really misunderstood. Right. Um, but it's, it's getting worse. You know what I mean? So I have to do a lot. I think 30 to 40 is going to be a big one for me where I do all the work. Um, and then I hope I can set myself up into a place where no matter how degenerative I get, I'm being successful enough to help Gisela. Cause it's nice about uh, music income is it's turnkey. Cause once right. you have listeners, they, they, they listen forever, man. Mm-hmm. I still listen to bullet for my Valentine. Right. Absolutely. Right. Fantastic. Right. You know, like once you connect to a song that never really goes away, if it was big enough. Right. Yeah. If, especially when it makes the big impact. Yeah. yeah. People do. People have told me that with Reza Jericho. They're like, I don't know what it is about that track, but it just like it, it just makes me understand like how big my mind is. And I'm like, well, that's awesome. I didn't mean to do that. I was sad, but awesome.
So where should people go if they want to find more information about you or your music or your brand? I own within the void.com soundcloud.com backslash within the void spotify.com backslash within the void. Like it, I think I have like all the main ones. The only one I don't is my Twitter, uh, which is within the void underscore in Instagram. Yeah. 